0: Brad and Glenda Pius, thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David McCrutman.
1: My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. So David, how did you like my heresy? I see you've cleaned up a little bit. You're no longer falling on the floor, you've gotten a drink of water, you're in better shape, and you seem to have accepted that it wasn't quite as heretical as it originally appeared. Well,
0: I'm willing to consider, (laughs) not totally accept, your radical interpretation of the first verse in the book of Genesis, where in the previous podcast, we addressed that there's possible two interpretations of that verse— in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, which is the standard translation, and you come with the theological concept of God created something out of nothing. Or at the beginning of God creating the heaven and the earth, and we're talking about the concept of God making order out of chaos. Then all of a sudden, you came out
1: from left field, you gave this radical interpretation based upon the Hebrew itself. And I said that this is an ancient Jewish translation. Certainly, is not my own. Given the syntax, one can read it as, "In the beginning, the absolute, unnamable, unknowable God created a concept through which we can know Him." But your question to me last time, David, which we left as a cliffhanger, is how do we relate that to the rest of the verse, which is "et hashamayim, the et haaretz, the heaven and the earth," and I mentioned that. The words in English, the heaven and the earth, in the Hebrew are preceded by that word et.
0: Which is never addressed in the English translations. This is very important to note. We, growing up with the Hebrew Bible, in Hebrew, we're used to the word
1: et. So the word et, on a simple grammatical level, signifies a direct object. The reason it's not translated into English is because there is no English signifier of a direct object. I ate the food. In Hebrew, you would say et I ate, and you have that word et, signifying the direct object. Since we don't have that in English, there's no reason to translate it, so the translators aren't doing anything wrong. However, ancient Jewish interpreters also looked at this word et and said, there's additional meaning that can be mined and gleaned from this word. Mined. Very good. Thank you.
0: Scott is coming up with some revelational words, invite into the text, and the word mining to
1: uncover the brilliance of God's Word. So look at this one, David. I think you're going to like this. This is an interesting interpretation. In the beginning, created this idea of God, but that's not enough. We said last time that without God giving us some sort of construct through which we can relate to him, we'd have no way of knowing anything about him. But there's another element which is still missing, which is language. Language. If there's no way of naming him, It's not enough that he is there and gives us a way of relating to him. We have to be able to talk to him. We have to be able to name him, to describe him. David, the Hebrew word et, which is the very next word, is also aleph and taf, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So an ancient interpretation is in the beginning, after God created this idea of being able to understand him, what was the next thing that was brought into existence? It was the alphabet. What does that mean? It means the concept of being able to relate to God in language, the concept of naming, the concept of speaking, the concept of communicating. Not only can we think about God, but we can communicate with him, and he communicates with us. In the beginning, God created the letters Aleph until Taf, the alphabet, the ability to communicate. Wow. And that also means, David that created the ability for us to have a Torah, the ability for us to be able to relate to that heavenly blueprint in human language. We've been talking about this idea that you love saying so correctly, that there is this heavenly Torah. We can't relate to that Torah. That's something which is on a spiritual plane. But because God created Aleph Tataf, the alphabet, he's able to translate that Torah into language that you and I can read and discover meaning in.
0: So not only is God providing a path to understand Him from our human terms, but it also
1: provides the language to express that relationship from us to Him. And by the way, David, the next point is this. Not only can we communicate with God and God with us through language, Aleph Tataf, the alphabet, is also the instrument of creation. Because what does God use in order to create? What do we see over and over? Speech. God said, let there be light. God said, let the earth bring forth vegetation, etc. It's always through speech. So creating speech was also creating the medium for creation itself.
0: That's the difference between God and us, that God is able to articulate something, and through the articulation, the very thing is created. That's
1: exactly what God is doing. His creating language is creating a vessel or a tool with which he creates the world itself.
0: So can I add something to this, Scott? Because God has revealed something to me in my heart Please. right now.
1: I feel like I've been doing all the talking this I, episode. I want I, People are going to forget you're
0: here, David. Part of the dynamic between both of us is our ability to listen to one another. Listening is also talking. I have to give you the room, the sacred space to express yourself because you're talking about words that are essential to any relationship. This is the beginning of a relationship with God that you're talking about. So I have to give, I have to listen. Part of communication is also listening. You have two ets in the verse. Before the word heaven and before the word earth. So you have et Hashemayim, the et of heaven, and you also have the et of earth. We know that the angels sing. The heavenly spheres are always constantly praising God. I think that et refers to the heavenly spheres of that language. The et aretz is talking about the creation of the world here on the physical
1: land itself and
0: that it also has a language.
1: You're saying that there's language in heaven and language on earth and God created language for both. There's a way the angels relate to God, which is the heavenly language, and there's the way that we relate to God, which is the earthly language. That's a beautiful idea, David.
0: Thank you very much.
1: So with that, I'm David Nakrab I'm Scott Kahn. And
0: blessings from Jerusalem.